Thank you very much, Pastor Lee. I feel really, wow, <laughs> blessed, honored, humbled, privileged, the whole deal <laughs> to be up here. Thank you. I pray that I can, God help me. <laughs> Bless you all very much. I want you all to go home with something that you just were blessed by and strengthened and nourished and encouraged and all that stuff. That's what we come here for, right? So I felt led to um, talk on, um, this is just ethereal to be up here. It's just wild. And I felt like forever God wanted me to preach, and it's just, I mean, wow, it's starting to happen maybe. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) So anyways, we're going to talk about the God of comfort, God our comforter. Um, because he he is that he says he was and um, so let me start with the scripture where Jesus mentioned uh, in John sixteen seven and um, I'm going to read in a couple of versions. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth: it is expedient for you that I go away, for if I Go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. That's the King James. In the New King James it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And I just feel like it's easy for us to forget that um, God sent us the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. And, and then I think, why sometimes, you know? It's because we need it. This life we live is hard too often, you know? And um, we need the comforter. And I, I feel like we don't know how to use him. We don't know how to have him be our comforter sometimes. We can too easily think that we just need to try harder, you know? Strive and work and just try harder. And, and then even if, you know... You almost have this thing with, you know, grace is also given to us for a reason, because we need it, <laughs> right? And um, I used to think that I didn't like grace. I needed to just do better and try harder, and that's really no fun. <laughs> that's just religion. That's the Pharisees, you know? Jesus didn't like the Pharisees. You can't do it anyway when you try hard. It doesn't work, you know? That's why he came. We need the blood, <laughs> because it's... It's necessary. Um, okay, so I also looked up the word comforter in the, the Strong's Concordance. Um, the, the word is the parakletos. And um, some of what it says about that is um, summoned, called to one's side, especially called to one's aid, one who pleads another's cause before a judge a pleader, a counselor for a defense, legal assistant, an advocate, one who pleads another's cause, an intercessor, Christ in his exaltation at God's right hand, pleading with God the Father for the pardon of our sins, in the widest sense, a helper, succorer <clears throat> of the Holy Spirit, destined to take the place of Christ with the apostles after his ascension to the Father. So the Holy Spirit is our comforter. Um, to deeper knowledge of the gospel of truth and to give them divine strength needed to enable them to undergo the trials and persecutions on behalf of the divine kingdom. Okay, so 
I just feel like I want to just get, um, you know, really drive home the point that we all in life, um, we go to pain relievers, okay? We have pain in life. Life is hard at times, right? And you can pick your poison. You know, what is it the temptation that you give into the most that relieves your pain? It makes you feel better, whether it's alcohol or a drug or watching too much TV or anything to comfort yourself, right? Well, God's a gentleman also, and, and if we're going to comfort ourselves with something sinful probably, he's going to let us because he's good, and, and he, you know, he doesn't just demand that we go to him, but we just have to learn how to go to him better <laughs> because he's so good. Um, okay, I'm going to read a few more scriptures here. This is the Passion Translation, John 15, 26. And I will send you the divine encourager from the very presence of my Father. He will come to you, the Spirit of truth, emanating from the Father, and he will speak to you about me. In John, in the same version or verse, in the Amplified Version, it says, But when the Helper, the Comforter, the Advocate, the Intercessor, the Counselor, the Strengthener, the Standby, comes whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the Spirit of truth who comes from the Father, he will testify and bear witness about me. Okay, then the Strong's word for helper is oh, Azar, to help, succor, support, to help, to, to be helped, to help. Um, okay, comforter, to, cons- to be sorry, to console oneself, to comfort, be comforted, to be moved, to pity, have compassion, to be comforted, be consoled. So, you know, God is... He's moved to pity. Um, he's our consoler. Okay, so let me let me let me move on here, and I want to talk about. Um, this is so interesting. I this is this. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Never mind. It's just wild being up here. You know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what is the anointing and do you feel it or what the heck is it? And is it happening right now? It's like, this is just really wild. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to talk about pleasure, okay, for just a second. Um, to love pleasure for pleasure's sake will introduce you to poverty. Indulging in a life of luxury will never make you wealthy. That's Proverbs 21.17 in the Passion Translation. Hebrews 11.25 says, Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. So what, what point I'm trying to make is the world can, can provide pleasure and comfort to us, right? But God is way better. When we learn how to use him and need him, you know, you just can't need him enough, right? And I, I, I you know, I, one thing I'm guilty of lately and, I, and, I, and I'm changing is, I mean, my relationship with God is, I've known God for a long time, okay, and I, and I might touch on a little mini um, testimony so you even know who is this guy up here in front of us preaching, right, you know, whatever, what's his story, right? Um, but let me just go into that for a second, okay? In 1984, I was at Boise State University, and I got saved. 
a Baptist kid in the dorms was walking around, uh, and one day he said to me, God wants you to be hot or cold, and if you're lukewarm, he'll spit you out of his mouth, right? And I'm like, wow, how do you get hot for God? And I didn't know. So he told me, and it was really wild. I, had, I was raised by a, a Mormon dad and a Catholic mom. My mom won, and she drug us to the Catholic church with our ski boots on, and we were raised that if you just try hard and you just try to be good, you'll go to heaven someday, right? Well, it's not wrong. It's not true. You don't go to heaven by trying hard and going to church. You go to heaven because Jesus died for your sins. And if you know that and understand that, you need to do that. And it needs to be a point in time where you go, oh, okay. So this Baptist, he said that to me, and I'm like, what does that mean? And then he came back about a week later, and it was right before I was going to do really something stupid in college. Okay, I was going to a concert with a girl in my truck, and it would have been bad stuff, right? I wasn't saved yet. We are going to spend the night in Portland, and God rescued me from that, thank him. So this Baptist comes up to me, and he goes, he led me to the Lord. He told me, you know, the basic truths of Jesus saves you. And, you know, God took the penalty for us. You don't have to take it now because Jesus did. And it's just simple. The gospel is really simple, you know. So I prayed the prayer, and I accepted Jesus. And, man, things changed. I went, boom, from dark to light. I mean, it was like, whoa, this is cool now. Life makes way more sense. The Bible is really cool. You can read it and understand it now. So if you haven't made the switch, you need to. <laughs> it's important. You know, the other night, the other week, um, the, the speaker at the class was talking about sometimes it's a dimmer switch, and it kind of slowly goes on over time, but it needs to still go on, and you need to know Jesus is awesome, he's real, and he loves you tremendously, and you can't quit thinking about him. When you, before you get saved, you, you don't think about God all the time, but when you do, really, he doesn't, you, you can't forget what happened. It's like, something's different. This is cool. I like this, right? Well, it just gets better from there, Right? I mean, when, he become, when we learn he's our comforter, man, that's really nice, you know? And when you also learn that religion really sucks, there's a difference between religion and Jesus, a big difference, okay? Jesus is love. He's comfort. He's our forgiver. When we screw up, when we screw up, he forgives us, okay? You got to learn how the devil works. He'll, he'll try to tempt you to do the bad things, right, that feel good. And then as soon as you do them, then he's right there going, you're such a bad Christian, you're so lame, and you're just, oh, he out, pours on the condemnation, right? And that's a double whammy. Don't let him nail you twice. I mean, grace is like, be rescued by grace because we need it. If you sin, you just repent. You change your mind. You get up and you go, Jesus, sorry, forgive me, and then receive some grace. Oh, and you need to because that's what it came for. Wash away your sin with his blood. He, he forgives you. He took the penalty. You don't have to take it. That's nice. Then you can have some comfort. And you know, the fuel to do life well and to not turn to all the stuff that you want to numb your pain with, the fuel is his comfort. And just, Lord, I, please teach us, Father, how to be better receivers of your comfort. You know, when you know how much God loves you, it just changes everything radically. It just does. It makes you different. It makes you better. Okay, th then we can talk about love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? Because, yeah, you can love yourself wrong, and you can be a hedonist, and that's all pleasure for yourself crap. It just doesn't work, right? It's gross, and it's why the world's just, ugh. Okay? But when you learn how to 
let God's pleasure embed into you and feel his pleasure and his love for you. It takes time sometimes, you know. You've got to sit and wait on the Lord. Then you'd be renewed in the, the strength, right? comes when you wait. But I've, you know, oh, in this world sometimes we just get so busy, we just want to have fast food God, right? And it's like, eh, that doesn't work so hot maybe, right? And I just need to work on that one still because um, he's the solution, you know, to, um, so we turn to him. I, I want to talk more about that. I'm, I'm waiting for the anointing to hit even more completely here. <laughs> Lord, help. Okay. Um, okay, I want to read a few scriptures on the pleasure, uh, getting pleasure from God, how to do this, right? So the passion... Psalms 37 forces, make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life, and he will provide you what you desire the most. Ooh, I got to touch on that one just for a second. As soon as I started to learn in life, learn this, okay? When you help other people's dreams come true, your dreams come true. I'm serious. When you quit learning, living life for yourself and just being selfish and yucky and ugh, you're gross, just quit that. You learn to like care about other people and live for them and bless them. Man, you feel good when you make somebody else happy. It's just good stuff, you know? And just want, think what God did. That's what he did. He came down and died for us so we could be happy for the joy set before him. He came, right? Well, we learn to be like him and do that too. It's good stuff, you know? I'm serious. Try it. <laughs> okay. Um, Hebrews 11.25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the pleasure of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. I think I touched on that one earlier. Okay, so let me go back to 2 Timothy 3.4 says, with brutal treachery, they will act without restraint, bigoted and wrapped in clouds of their conceit. They will find their delight in the pleasures of this world more than the pleasures of the loving God. More than the pleasures of the loving God. So there's pleasures in the loving God. He wants to give us pleasure too, right? Learn that. <laughs> You'll do way better, I promise. You won't turn to all the crap. When you feel good because you got it the right way, and you also love yourself, okay? This is another whole message I could preach on, how to love yourself. Can you look in the mirror and go, you're awesome? Because you should be able to, because God says you're awesome. Okay, when you can get your identity from God first, and how much he really loves you and thinks you're awesome and incredible, even if you stand, he forgives you and you're incredible. Okay, then you can start going, maybe I am incredible. Maybe I'm not the loser that I think I am because I sinned yesterday, right? Deal with the sin, get it forgiven. Now you're awesome again. Not being awesome doesn't feel good. It makes you want to go sin more. But when you start to realize you are awesome because he made you awesome, just soak in that thing for a while. Then you won't want to go sin. You don't even have to try to not do it because you won't want to. It's just better to be awesome and feel good, right? Because <laughs> trying to not sin doesn't work. It's really hard, and you fail anyway. It's like, that's religion, and it sucks. It doesn't work. Okay, so John, Psalms 24, 6 says, They will stand before God, for they seek the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob. Pause in his presence. I like that pause in his presence thing. It reminds me that get into his presence first. 
try singing to him sometime. Make up some dumb, silly little song by yourself. I, I do it at times. It's really fun. I can barely play the guitar. I'm kind of bad at it. I know like four chords, D, C, G, E, or whatever. So make up some dilly little song. Oh, God, you're great. <laughs> whatever. Doesn't matter. No one's going to hear it. Maybe they'll record it. Who knows? But <laughs> Get into his presence, right? By worship, praising him. He likes that a lot. And then you can just soak in there and pause there. Ah, take a deep breath. Have some comfort. Imagine him hugging you, too. Imagine him just try this sometime. I do this a lot, and it always is great. Get quiet before God, sit in your comfortable chair, and just go, God, what do you think of me? And I'm telling you, it'll be good. Don't, you know, if, if you, if, don't say to the devil, what, what do you think of me? That's what you always hear anyway if you're not listening to God. You know, he thinks you're a loser, you've got to try harder, and all this other junk, right? Just say, God, what do you think of me? And he'll just go, you're so awesome. I love you so much. You're fabulous. I made you. You're my kid. You're great. Oh, you know, when you have kids, you have to understand how much God loves because, you know, it's true. <laughs> um, okay, let me read Psalms 34.8. I got two more little links to read. Oh, taste and see that the Lord our God is good and how blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who takes refuge in him. Takes refuge in him. Mm, that's a good place to go. Because, <laughs> you know, if you take refuge in other things that take refuge in your alcohol or your drugs or your, you know, buying more things at Costco. <laughs> I spent way too much at Costco, probably not, but man, it's easy to go there and I'm going to look and spend 200 bucks at Costco today. $400 later, you're like, failed that one again. <laughs> Drink deeply of the pleasures of this God. Experience for yourself the joyous mercies he gives to all who turn to hide themselves in him. Hmm. I think I want to end it there. That's just where we should end, is just hide in him. Let him fulfill you. Let him comfort you. It makes life so much easier. Then you won't do the crap that you do sometimes. So, what else are you doing, Lord? Anything else here, Lord? That's all he wants to do right now. Yeah. Psalm 34, 8. You bet.
And Lord, we just pray that you would help us to all come into a newer, fresher place of knowing the Comforter. Get in the habit of turning to him when we are tempted to do dumb things. And, and help us to not substitute your comfort for a, a, just a bogus substitute that doesn't really work anyway. <clears throat> move, Lord. Just move on us. Touch us. Heal us, Lord. Spirit, soul, and body. So do I get, should I say you're dismissed or did you want to add anything else? <laughs> you're dismissed. <laughs>